The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball Heat Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Tovia, a.k.a. KarmicFeed7193. And with me today is no one. Again, um, Luke and I are kind of trading back and forth solo episodes just because our schedules haven't really been able to line up. Um, Haven't really been around since uh, we did our week one impressions. Hope you all enjoyed that one. Um, Luke was very gracious to get me over the weekend, really helped us help me out there. I, I work weekends, so it was a little, uh, a little difficult for me, but I was able to catch some replays. Um, so specifically for that Charlotte game, um, this team's good, man, but I'm not here to talk about those games. I'm here to talk about tonight. Uh, your Miami heat go into Dallas, a team, a place that has been, very difficult for them to win over the past few years. Uh, lost both games to that team last year. But they go in there and behind a 46-point second quarter, um, including, I believe, 15 or 17 from Tyler Hero, um, and really just dominate the Dallas Mavericks 125 to 110. Um, after a first quarter in which they ha- ran into some issues offensively, and defensively, especially giving up 30 points, which might be a high for any quarter this year. Um, Miami really, I wouldn't say put the clamps on Dallas. Um, Dallas as a team shot 44% overall, but definitely after the first quarter from downtown made things a lot more uh, difficult on them. I think Dallas hit, I think, maybe six or seven threes in the first quarter and then finished the game with 14. Um. In terms of guys that you would be worried about offensively for the Mavericks, Luca, 33 points, but on 24 shots, 10 of 24 from the field, 10 of 12 from the line with three turnovers. Um, I just really appreciated the number of different looks, not only the number of different looks that Miami did throw at him, but just the number of different looks they can throw at a guy like that. Like, think about this. Every single person in that starting lineup guarded uh Luka Doncic tonight and to all to very varying degrees of success Duncan Robinson fouled out of this game in 24 minutes hit both the three the threes though so he was able to bring his percentage up but um otherwise uh kind of a struggle for him tonight you hope to see him bounce back from that on Thursday um but just like think of just going down the line here PJ Tucker Jimmy Butler Bam Adebayo Kyle Lowry Duncan Tyler Hero got some reps in. Caleb Martin got a couple possessions here and there. Markeith Morris, I think, even took a shot. Like, the Heat, legit, every single guy in their rotation can guard. And it's just so beautiful to see. This defense is playing at a historic pace. Uh, 110 tonight is the season high that they've given up. I mean, just, it's unbelievable to watch them when they're really clicking as a unit, that fourth quarter, only 22 points for Dallas, which was their low for the game. Um, I was, but like tonight, I think it was finding a way to win in a different way than they've been winning. They've been winning with dominant defense and the defense tonight was really good, but 
I think tonight they won with their offense, and that's something we haven't really been able to see. Opening night kind of being the uh, the outlier there. I mean, what was it, 137 points? You know, that's not that's a complete outlier of the game. You, you can kind of throw that away. But tonight, like, you know, 23 from Jimmy, got to the line 17 times. These new rule changes don't do anything for him. He is just that good and absorbs that much contact. He is legitimately getting fouled six to seven times a game, maybe even more some nights, and just getting his free throws. And it's just wonderful to see six rebounds, six assists, three steals for him. Just, you know, more Jimmy Butler goodness. Bam at a bio. After a rough first half, you know, he missed the game against Memphis with some some knee issues. He looked a little rough to come at, coming out the gate, picked up three pretty quick fouls in the first half. That third quarter, he had 10 points and really just bridged the gap so that Miami could just extend their lead and really make them comfortable in this game. He finishes with 22 and 13, moves to ninth on the Heat's all-time rebounding list, passing Glenn Rice. Um... G-Money might be the only one not happy with that. But even more than that, he took 18 shots tonight. Like, this is a guy, Heat Twitter has been clamoring for this guy. Heat fans in general are just clamoring, Bam needs to take more shots. We're really seeing it this year. He's taken that leap offensively to look to be more aggressive. I th- and I think it's not only him looking to be more aggressive. Guys are looking to get him more aggressive. You saw in that third quarter, Kyle Lowry three or four different times and give the ball to Bam in the post, an entry pass against, be it Willie Colley, Stein or Dwight Powell or whoever the Mavs had guarding him. Bam throwing it back out to Kyle and Kyle throwing it right back in for Bam to go to work. And it paid off. It really did. He also got to the line seven times. He's been averaging, I think, seven free throw attempts a game this year. And that's what you look for from your star player. That's the kind of jump you want him to make. And he's a top five rebounder in the league, something I didn't see coming. But and I don't think really anyone did. His assist numbers are down. That's the the biggest surprise. But it hasn't mattered because he's clearly like putting that effort into other facets of his game. Kyle Lowry tonight had his best offensive game in a heat uniform, at least from a scoring perspective. 22 points, 7 of 10 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3, also 9 assists and 5 rebounds. Every time the Heat needed a big shot, Kyle came through tonight, He, including the dagger in the fourth quarter that really put Dallas away for good. He was spectacular tonight, on just on both ends, as he's been all season. I'm really glad to see him starting to find a shot in this game and in the last game against Memphis. He's now hit 11-3, or I'm sorry, 10 threes in his last two games. Um, things are really starting to come together for him from that shooting wise in a way that I'm just so glad to see. Um, I think the real story tonight and the thing that a lot of national guys are going to pick up on Tyler hero was going at Luka Doncic tonight with a, with intent. He was on a mission in that second quarter, really, put the team on his back 25 points off the bench for him tonight. I believe the stat I saw is he has 140 or 57 points off the bench to start this season in the first seven games. That is the most in NBA history by any player coming off the bench throughout through the first seven games of a season. Uh, It's 157. 
the point uh, via StatMuse, the point gap between him and the second best player, 40, is bigger than the second and the 10th player. He is just such an unbelievable, like his confidence this year, his bounce, all of it. He is a noticeably different player than he was last year. Um, by far a game high plus 21, and you've really felt it tonight. He was just magnificent on the offensive end. There was that stretch that I think went a little viral near the uh, middle point of that second quarter where Luca hit a floater to make it 52-51 heat. Tyler goes down. Luca was starting to get it going a little. Tyler goes down, pushes the pace, gets a layup on the other end within seconds, and then Luca's coming right back up on him, uh, gets him skating, shoots a, a deep step back three, misses. Tyler comes down, step back three on the right wing, splash, six-point lead for the Heat, timeout Dallas. This is the guy in his rookie year who was hitting clutch shots against Philly at the end of the game. This is the guy who was making all the winning plays in overtime against Chicago. This is the guy who scored 37 points in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. This is the guy who is the front runner for sixth man of the year, who is a, one of the front runners for most improved player, who has been the most electric guy off the bench this season. And he is showing no signs of slowing down. He had a couple off games, one against Orlando, one against Brooklyn, and he has just been unbelievable just every other game this season. Um, it's everything you could ask from him and more. He, he got in the weight room. He added the extra weight. He got his confidence back. He's, he is our hero, if you will. Um, and it's just wonderful to see. Dwayne Dedman had like a 10-point second quarter, and I barely noticed 10 points, five rebounds on the night. He has been such a solid, just a rock-solid backup center for Miami. What a pickup last year, averaging seven rebounds off the bench. Like, that's stuff you, you don't find often. Like, you don't find a guy who just does that stuff for you. Um. On the topic of the rebounding, uh, only plus four tonight, which was kind of low. Lost the offensive rebounding battle, surprisingly. Also a very low turnover game overall. Only six turnovers for the Heat, um, which, I mean, low turnover game. You'll take um, if the ball movement is still going to be this crisp and this just wonderful to watch. I'm having so much fun watching this team. Like, I oh hold on, um. So I do these live on Instagram when I do solo episodes. I just kind of uh put myself on Instagram live just for some video purposes. Uh, I've got Luke watching right now. Um, I talked a little bit about Tyler, but he wants to come in here. I'm gonna see if my mic picks him up. Uh, if this sounds awful, uh, to our listeners, I'm sorry, but here he is, Luke. You are on. I hope this works. Hey man, I uh. Uh, I'm not sure the sound quality would be great, but um, man, I think this is a great game to talk about. I had to get in a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so you were asking in the chat talking about Kyle Lowry. Um, yeah, I did talk about Kyle having his best shooting game as a Heat player. Really nice to see him starting to get his stroke back. Ten threes over the last two games. He's just doing everything on both ends for this floor that you could ask from your point guard. Um, what what were you seeing that you wanted to talk about? Look, it's more than just seeing a guy kind of get into form and have a stroke because 
really, like, you, you consider that he had a great scoring point guard in uh, Goran Dragic, but to see that he has this guy like Kyle Lowry, who's not just like a one-time all-star, who's not just a, uh, a guy who can get you buckets, but moreover, like, an elite scorer, a guy who can hit that step-back three with really a lot of consistency. It just, and then it makes me so happy that you see a guy who's rocking those, uh, those uh, pull-ups and step-backs, pretty much all the perimeter moves, because as much as Miami has all of these threats and Duncan and Tyler and, and Jimmy and Ben, seeing a guy like Kyle Lowry add on a whole new layer to the heat offense, I mean, more than anything, it just made me crack up during the game, because what are you supposed to do about this heat team? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. This team, like, has out the gates come out looking like the best team in the NBA in a way that I don't think any of us really expected. Um, even in a way that they didn't expect because you, you heard a guy, I think it was against Memphis in the post game pressure. Kyle was saying he didn't expect it to click this quickly for this team, but they've come out firing. They're averaging the second most points per game of any team in the league, which is kind of funny considering the offense is what we've all been kind of worried about. Um, it's funny talking about Kyle Lowry. Say it again. I, I, I do want to let you get back to it um, uh, because at Hoopball, we make a very specific promise to our listeners, which is that when we're giving you uh, post-game coverage, it's after we have analyzed the game and we're not just reading box scores. And to be honest, I only caught like the last two quarters, so I don't want to steal uh, your analysis away, but I just want to say like, this team has always prided itself on defense, and it's always been, oh, well, the offense is questionable, but they'll lock you up for sure. I mean, this heat team is not just a, a black hole on defense, but it's also an offensive juggernaut, and that's just great to see. Yeah, the shooting's finally starting to get going. 13 for 25 from three tonight, 52% from there. Granted, against a, a Dallas defense that's – uh, not great. All right, Luke's Luke's waving goodbye to me. Oh no, is he waving goodbye to me or is yeah, he waving? I, I gotta get back to Peter practice, but I uh, keep keep going, keep doing your thing, man. Go heat. All right, man. Have a good night. You Bye. See you. All right, that was Luke. We all know him. We all love him. But um, getting back to it, uh, it's funny talking about Kyle Lowry. I guess uh, Kyle. I watched the game tonight with my dad, um, like I usually do. And he, for many years, had had given Kyle the nickname of the, the actor uh, for his uh, sort of propensity to to flop and embellish some contact. Um, and I told him, and like, I've always been a fan of Kyle Lowry's game. I just, you know, I respect his hard nose. I, I always respected his ability to just kind of be a hard nose, like get your hand in the dirt kind of player always working, always like, you know, really, really putting it all out on the court. Um, you know, those are the kind of players that you, you become fan favorites in Miami. A guy like Udonis Haslam, who got some run tonight. Um, and I, I have a little theory that I'm going to get to in a little bit. But um, I told him, you are going to love this guy. He, he was a little upset. He was like, oh, I have to root for the actor. I have to root for the actor. This is going to be terrible. And I told him, give it like, 10 games 
you are going to love Kyle Lowry. And to hear him cheering as Kyle put in that dagger three in the fourth quarter was just vindicating as hell and just really, really nice to see. Um, but talking about uh, some other guys in the rotation really quickly, just to just to get it over with, just so you know, we, I know I have all my bases covered. Markeith Morris is a guy who's been all right for the most part. He had nine points tonight. Uh, he he's shooting all right for the most part. Um, he's he's been pretty fine. Like the last few games, especially, he's been pretty all right uh, from the field. It's just that every time he shoots, it's kind of one of those no, 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 yes things for me when it goes in. I just don't trust him that much to be that kind of shooter. I still think this team needs like one more jolt at the four position, but I mean, they're winning right now, so I'll take it. Caleb Martin was kind of nothing tonight. He defended well. Um, I think Caleb's biggest strength on this team is his ability to just kind of like not have any sort of strong impact on either way. He's steady in that way. He's not doing anything that's going to make you jump out of your seat for the most part, but he's also not doing anything that's going to make you pull your hair out. He's just, he's a solid NBA player. And that's all you can really ask for from a guy who's really going to get spot minutes and is, is here because Max Struess is injured right now. Thankfully, not too serious, only going to be a couple weeks. You, you really like to see that for a guy who is starting to find his groove and, a guy who I think Heat Heat Nation really, as a total, just likes. Max Struess is just a likable guy. Um, other than that, though, Gabe, Gabe Vincent, Omer, you're at seven. Um, you know, garbage time minutes for those two, as well as for Udonis Haslam for the second game in a row, checking in at the end. It was nice to see him back in Dallas where he won his first title. Um, my thought here is that this team, what, what's what's happening here is that uh, he played in Memphis, right? And he played in uh, Dallas. Those are the two road games that he'd have played against Western Conference teams this season. Um, and I'm thinking, all right, if that's how it's going to be, then I imagine like if he's playing specifically in places that they're going to only play once, it feels like they're doing some kind of farewell tour for him. Um, and if that's the case, if UD is really done at the end of the year, it's going to be interesting. It's only been two games. I might be completely wrong, but like if Miami's putting him out in places, they only play one time a year because they want to give him some kind of farewell tour. Um, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll really be affecting me in a, in a way that like, you know, Udonis has been there my entire life. I'm 19 years old. He's in his 19th season. It would mean a lot if this was his final year. Um, but that's really it. I'm still stuck on the fact that Miami gave up 32 points in the second quarter and won the quarter by 14. That's just something that doesn't happen in this league very often. Just goes to show you how special this team's playing. Um, next up, Thursday night uh, at home against Boston. Uh, the new Miami mashup jerseys, I believe, are going to be making their first appearance. Um, just to kind of give quick thoughts on them. I am leaning positive. I think um, I don't dislike them, but I don't super, well, I'm not super, I don't feel super strongly about them either way. I think the concept behind them is really cool. And I really like the court and the logo, but the jerseys themselves, I think it's a really neat concept. The idea of customization, but overall just not super, just kind of mixed on them. 
Um, maybe it'll look better in motion, though. We'll see. Um, and that'll be the next time you guys hear from me. Uh, so for now, um, this once again, your final score tonight, 125 to 110. Miami wins their fifth in a row, uh, tied for first in the East and first in the league. And yeah, I can't believe this team is this good. Good night, people. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.